Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. Brought to you by the Hot Take Hot Box. My name is Matt McSweeney. I am joined by Ty Capone. We are here fresh for a UFC Noche, UFC Noche card that's coming up this weekend, which I got to be honest, Ty, this doesn't make much sense to me. They're still in Las Vegas. They're just <laughs> calling it UFC Noche. Uh, I don't get it, but... I think they were supposed to be in Mexico, right? That was the plan, but they couldn't, uh, couldn't like, I guess, figure out a schedule or a time and a venue, I guess. But we're here. We have a whole card. Elise Reed is almost on the main card, so that just goes to show you what That's we have bad. going on here. Terrence Mitchell is on the main card. <laughs> yeah, Alaska, Alaska's <laughs> finest is on here. Uh, this is a really bad card, if we're thinking about it. But there's there's always For a fight night. I guess I'll say it's not bad. Exactly. But... It just it seems like it's bigger because they have the title fight, but it's really not. Right. It's just the top two, and then there's just kind of filth. And your boy Raul Rosas Jr. I know you. You said he was going to be champion by this time next year. So by uh, nineteen, yeah, I said, yeah, yeah. But we'll we'll get into all of it. We're going to start off first. Uh, well, first of all, I should say, Ty, how you feeling? How you feeling today on this beautiful Friday? What's it like down there in, in the Pete's? Uh, it was it was pouring earlier. Oh, sun's out, so all is uh, all is normal. I guess from pouring to sunny. There you go. Still hot. I'm waiting for it to chill out to like, you know, 80s, 70s, but I don't know if that's ever going to happen. It might just keep getting hotter until, until we all burn. So You know something I forgot to talk about uh, last week was why Carlos – I don't know why this just came into my brain, but why Carlos <laughs> Olberg was calling out Dominic Reyes. <laughs> like that is so random and disrespectful. But... <laughs> it's like of all people, you're gonna, the guy who literally doesn't fight anymore, retired, and the last time we saw him he was getting put out by a jab, like cold. Cold. Bad too, and I don't know why I went into that. But uh, how about this, baby? <laughs> UFC Noche. We got eleven fights. We start off with a title rematch. Alexa Grasso. Uh, yeah, that is is insane. I don't know. I, I guess it just, I think it just popped up on my screen like earlier today, and I was like, wait, what? It's like if somebody's just like, yo, Diego Sanchez, I want you tomorrow. Yeah, you're like, like wait, wait, what? Because he, he's like, oh, he has a number. I want his number. And I'm like, dude, that's you know. <laughs> bro. He has a phone number, maybe. Yeah. That, that ranking, if he has next to his name, is about to be obsolete. It, it means nothing. That's going to be just a blank space pretty soon. So Yeah, we're the T-Swift. Shout out T-Swift. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko, get, getting her title rematch. Um, she It was kind of an even fight the first time, I'd say. Uh, I've seen a lot of people going back and forth. I think you know people have said Alexa Grasso was getting a better of her on the feet. Shevchenko was definitely controlling her. I don't have the stats in front of me, but... Uh, it seemed, it felt like an even fight, especially when I went back and watched it. Uh, but I remember I had Shevchenko that night. She was a big-time favorite. She is not so much this time around. She's minus 166, minus 175, 170 to Alexa Grasso's plus 140, 145. Uh, I don't really see a ton. I mean, other than betting Alexa Grasso money line, it's just this is a very razor-thin sort of situation here. And I guess I'd like to hear your thoughts first before I... Go it real in depth. I just would say I am a little alarmed. Valentina is talking about how this is the only thing that matters. To her. I mean, anytime she talks before a fight, I get fired up because it's just yeah. all 
Like, such a warrior mentality. I'm going in there to lay my life on the line. And Alexa Grasso was just like, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, do what I do and take care of business. And I'm just, I'm Alexa Grasso, man. Her, her her given name is Karen Alexa Grasso Montes. So, well, there you go. Whatever that is. But, uh, Ty, I guess I'd like to hear your uh, thoughts on this whole thing. Um, also, what are your thoughts on getting Mr. Diamate to come do UFC for one night? I think that's. I think they should do that. That would be sweet. I'm sure he's expensive, though. You know, he's probably got. <laughs> he's probably got a Canelo birthday party that he has he's to gonna... introduce or something like that. <laughs> I was gonna. He has to bring Canelo with him just to say his name, and that's it. So, um, I think. Yeah, I just rewatched the first fight, and I thought, you know, looking back, it was three one, um, Valentina, and she was probably winning the fourth, or it's two one, probably winning the fourth, making the three one. But I don't know. It was kind of close. I feel like you know the takedowns definitely nullified some of the progress Grosso was making some of the success she had but she did really well on the feet man and I thought in that fourth round uh Valentina just started to slow down and look a little bit labored and you know she's not getting any younger she's actually getting older so and we we just saw with Izzy looking slow um just you know not even technical not didn't even really want to go for it kind of just looked like didn't want to be there uh, I mean, he had the belt for a long time. Valentina had the belt for a long time. And how many times do fighters lose the belt and then get it right back? Um, not often. I, I, I remember hearing or seeing a stat. Uh, I forget. I completely forget what it was. But it, there's not really many times that happens. So, you know, co- combine that with her getting older, wearing down. Like, you know, I feel like her cardio is, if, again, if anything, is going to get worse as she gets older. Uh, same with her skill set in general. Um, and her last two performances were probably, what, her two worst of her career against Ty. A lot of people thought Ty uh, won that fight. And even even a, in, a, in a close loss, she had a fucked up eye badly. Like she yeah. broke her orbital, and she still, still almost won. Like, that was that was really tough, you know? And uh, I think she, Valentina has, you know, outside of a close fight with two really good fighters, um... I think she just didn't – she hasn't looked that good. You know, I, I think she still has some – you know, her kickboxing is still good, but I feel like her movement isn't isn't what it was. You know, I feel like she kind of stands still, and her reaction time, her movement in general is is kind of slowing down. Maybe, maybe you know, in a minor way, but I feel like I can notice it. I feel like a lot of people can notice it. Uh, she's probably the much better wrestler. I know Lex is working on her takedown defense, but still only like 61%. Um, and Valentina is obviously – I don't know if she's much stronger, but I feel like she is a little bit stronger. It's, Grasso has sneaky strength because she kind of looks, you know, she's she's a pretty girl and she kind of looks like, you know, she's not cut up. She's not jacked. Valentina is very muscular and Grasso's not, but uh, Alexa is pretty strong. I mean, she took Valentina down in the first round. They didn't count it as a takedown, but, you know, she shot a blast double, got her down. Uh, she got right back up, but I think Grasso has some sneaky strength here. So I kind of think... Um, you know, kind of like what you said to me, razor close. I, I love Grosso's jab. Um, I think ever since that Carla loss, she's just been steadily improving. I think she's probably got the cleaner striking with the hands. Uh, she throws some kicks, not many. I kind of wish she would throw more, but her, her striking defense, I love a lot. She keeps her hands up high and tight. She, she moves really well. She switches, 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 stances Whoa. really well. Yeah. Switches. She switches stances really well. Um, and good, she has like good feints, uh, good distance control. She she, she mixes, uh, she shows a lot of different looks and kind of makes it tough for Valentina to 
get going. Really, she kind of turns Valentina into a, uh, a counter striker. And I think if Valentina wants to win this fight, win rounds and secure a win, she's going to have to go forward a little bit more. Um, you know, throw more, keep, you know, keep going with the leg, the leg kick heavy approach, but maybe mix it up. Maybe throw some push kicks, maybe throw some teeps, maybe go high a couple more times. I mean, she's done it before, mm-hmm. but the problem is, man, Alexa's so good technically, defensively and offensively. Um, she's training with a great, you know, great group of people. She's 30. This is her, this is her prime, man. Like this is her time, uh, to, to, to be the best fighter possible, the best, the best version of herself. And I, I don't think this is the best version of Valentina. So I, I, I think, you know, I'll end that monologue with uh, my pick and my bet. And I got Alexa Grosso, money line is my bet. Um, and I think she's going to win decision. I would love to bet her by decision, but I feel like, you know, maybe she submits her again because she kind of got that in quick last night. I know it was kind of a fluke, you know, but she got that shit in very, very quickly. And, um, you know, it wasn't even under the neck right away, but she worked her way under. And, um, yeah, man, very, very impressive. I mean, I don't think she could hurt her, but, dude, she was stinging her. I mean, I, I don't think she could knock her out, but uh, she can She can definitely hurt her. She was stinging her in the first fight, uh, in the first round, with quick, quick one-twos, kind of throwing the one, the jab out there as, like, a, you know, distractor, and she comes in with a very short but quick straight left that hurt her multiple times, bust her nose up in the first round. So, yeah, I think she's going to be able to win rounds. I really, again, want to take her by decision straight up, but I'm just going to take her money line. I missed out earlier in the week, plus 170. So that's uh, that's where my heart's, that's where my heart and brain are at, and I uh, would love to hear what you have to say because I think we're very aligned. Uh, we, we, sh- we, we were. We were. And oh, no, you switched up on me. I did. I did. Don't and- let the words fool you, all right? And I, the words have always fooled me with Shochenko. She gets me fired up before these fights. <laughs> yeah, I've she's pretty that. terrifying. But it's not even really. I, I kind of one. Uh, I bet that I really like this week is that fight to go to decision minus one thirty, which is a, I think it's a pretty good number. That's, that's all. Yeah, that that should be a ladies' fight. It's like it should be I'm minus two hundred. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm going. I'm going to put that on the card. So you're you're going to bet that as well. Yeah, I like that. that. I mean, I. I, I could see one of them winning or losing a split. Like, I, if 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 you were to have good odds on one of them winning by split, I I co-sign that 100. percent Even though it's obviously a very tough bet to make, but yeah, it's gonna be fucking razor close, man. They're both, you know, I don't think Valentina is gonna make some of the mistakes she made earlier. I think Gross is gonna be a little bit better and sharper. I think her takedown defense is gonna be a little bit better. I, I hope hope she sprawls a little bit more and doesn't just kind of accept bottom position, you know, but. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. And for my other bet, unfortunately, we're going to be on the opposite side of this. I'm going to go Shevchenko decision plus 160. And wow. I think she's just going to – I think it's going to be a wrestle fest. I think she's prepared for it. She's going to go into there and just – and you know what, though? No. I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to take either side here because I don't, I don't feel good. Over, I like it. I'm just going to take that fight go to decision. Uh, take the minus one thirty and get out of there because it, it's not. I'll probably just let you know. I probably will bet that off off the card, but I don't feel I don't feel good about this either way because you don't know. You, you don't know if you're counting on Shevchenko kind of like falling off a little bit and that being the new norm for her. But it's also possible that that could have just been a blip in the radar and like one mistake yeah. that she probably would have been cruising or not even cruise, but she probably would have won a three, two decision. Right. It just very close. Yeah. But three, I could two, also four, see, one, you never know. I don't want to lose both. Cause I could also see Grosso hurting her and getting her out of there. Or I could see 
Shevchenko, you know, holding her down and then just maybe hitting her with that crucifix yeah. like she hits the people, yeah. like she like she likes to go for and just getting her out of there. So I'll go Fico's decision minus one thirty, and I will keep it moving. That that hurts that I don't have like a real play, but that's I mean I, I didn't know it was gonna be minus one thirty. I'll take that any day of the week. Sure. How about Kevin Holland, Jack Della, Madalena? Man, this is a nice I little fight here. Fight. Jack Della needs a big performance after his last uh, timeout. He went the distance with uh, Basile Hafez, uh, who, yeah. yes, that's right. You probably out there have no idea who that is, but that's just a guy who was a late replacement black belt who he tried to keep guillotining as he was getting taken down. Uh, made no sense at all, but what, you know, what are you going to do? He's fighting Kevin Holland, who Kevin Holland's coming off of a, I believe, a Darce choke of uh, Mike Mike Chiesa. Is that is that, is that the uh, correct uh, terminology here? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, Chiesa said, "Yeah, he might be able to darce me," and then he got darce. <laughs> yeah, and that is like seems like the most predictable thing going back now. But well, as he bet on it, you never know. Jack Dell is a minus one fifty five favorite, uh, as low as one forty five. But it seems like the the books are kind of aligned on this one to uh, Kevin Holland's plus one twenty five, one twenty. I gotta say, Ty, uh, I, I this seems like a Kevin Holland fight. Honestly, this seems like a perfect matchup for him. Yep. I agree. Um, when's the last time he, he won a decision? Kevin Holland. It's been a long... Oh, yeah. Um, long. He won long Darren time. against the dentist uh, 2020. Yep. Right. Okay. Covington and Woodley. Yeah. I mean, before that was GM3 and DiHarico. Notice that the, it's only a couple of years, but how many fights ago was this? I mean, you know. He's been through the kill. So he's fought the best of the best. Charlie Ontiveros, remember him? Um, no, but for real, they're like, <laughs> dude, he's fought so much. That just got it's me crazy. so bad. I was like, wait, that was like Charlie Ontiveros. He stinks, dude. <laughs> Which he does, the American bad boy. Yeah. Um, the the ultimate best, the, the ultimate hammer, good hammer, not a good nail. Like the, the epitome of that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he went four rounds with Wonder Boy. He, he went almost three rounds with Pons. Uh, he fought Shemaev, you know, I mean, obviously not going to win that one, but I just, I think he has much more experience, which is obvious. I think he's much more athletic. Um, you know, he, for all his fight IQ, um, you know, people that have come at, uh, him for his fight IQ, all his critics, obviously both of us have seen it many times. JDM has done the same thing. Like he's he shot for guillotines in multiple fights, I, I believe. Right? It wasn't just Hafez. No, but even if it, even if it was, it, it was multiple times against a black belt. Like if he does that against Kevin Holland, Kevin Holland's going to pull his head out and fucking kill him from the top. Um, I think Holland has all all of the grappling and wrestling advantage. Now he doesn't really go for takedowns. That's my only issue. Like if he did, I feel like he'd be minus you know something if 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 he was more willing to go for a takedown or grapple. But even then, man, like he's never been knocked down in the UFC ever in 20 fights, I think. So he's very durable. Like I I think JDM has awesome pocket boxing. I think he's got elite pocket boxing, but like other than that, what does he really have? Like doesn't really have great kicks. Uh, He gets hit. Honestly, he gets hit a lot. Basile Alfez was hitting him. This is not a guy who was like noted to have good striking he was noted to have amazing jujitsu and he's tough and he was on the regional scene you know trains with some good guys but he was cracking jdm and i don't know man like i you know short notice is tough for both guys you know but still man like it's it's something i've noticed in jdm's career uh, in general um 
So I think I, I eight inch reach advantage for Holland as well. I think that needs to be pointed out. Yeah, four inch height advantage. Like he's gonna have. He, he's looking down on him. He's got just. He knows how to use his reach. You know, he knows how to use his distance. Like, is is JDM gonna fucking dart in and get inside and you know uh, fight in a phone booth? Like that's gonna be really tough to do against somebody like Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland moves like insanely quick, like a goddamn flyweight, especially in the first round, you know, like I just don't think he's going to have that kind of success against Kevin Holland. I mean, he can definitely clip Kevin Holland. He can definitely, you know, if, if Kevin Holland wants to just stand there and, and trade punches, yeah, that might not end well. Also JDM goes to the body very well. I think that's, that's going to be the big key for him. Cause he's so, you know, he's got a reach disadvantage, a height disadvantage. I would love him for him to throw kicks, but sadly, Kevin Holland's got nasty sidekicks, nasty head kicks, nasty push kicks. Like he's has so many tools in his in his arsenal, so many. And you know, we we've been waiting for JDM to you know uh, get exposed. Uh, Ramazan Amiv almost had him in that. Uh, uh, was it an arm triangle? I think or some uh, guillotine. He had uh, something. He almost choked him out. And then Basile Hafez took him to a split, and a lot of people thought he won. Yeah. Angelusa, remember in his debut, he went or in the, on the contender series, went to a distance with Angelusa. Nobody really uh, knew who Angelusa was. So, like, we've seen JDM get, you know, uh, hit by an iceberg, right? Water is starting to fill up, but he hasn't been sunk yet. I think, I think Kevin Holland's going to sink him, man. I think uh, I could see you go in the distance somehow. I really I want to think this is going to be a war. But I think maybe Holland can, you know, I don't know. I don't know. What do you? I guess I here. want you to yeah. put me in a in a good direction. I got all money line though. Oh, you got all, you're gonna put that on the card? Yeah, but I kind of want to. You know, I was thinking about inside the distance or some kind of prop, but I want to see what well, you think. I'm here to tell you that the inside the distance is gonna be the move, and that's the reason for that is that uh, like I said, that eight inch. Uh, reach advantage, four inch height advantage. In order for Jack Del Madalena to hit him, he's going to have to enter that danger zone, and he's either going to get hit with one of those counter rights because Holland is very accurate. It seems with his hands, very quick, very quick, and he'll, he. I I just I could is see he better everywhere. Um, I think like technical boxing, like you said, probably Jack Della. But Jack Della yeah. doesn't have great defense. That's that's been a big concern, and I don't like Jack Della's. Uh, what's it called? Uh, strength of schedule. I mean, you go through some of the guys that I he's mean, knocked out. Dude. It's like Randy Brown with a rear naked, Danny Hot Chocolate Roberts, Amiv, like you said, and Pete Rodriguez. Pete Rod- your like, boy. Yeah, Pete Rod. Pete Rod. Nobody really, yeah, no, like these aren't really, you know, world beaters. I, I mean, he has to get, oh, went against Kevin Josette. I mean, that that actually might be his big, biggest win on the, uh, yeah. on the yeah. record. But, right. Like, but seriously, I don't see, I mean, Kevin Holland has fought everyone. Everyone. And he, yeah. he'll fight anyone, anytime, any place. If the weight is on point, like if he doesn't look like he's, you know, completely sucked out. And I know the last time he said he was going to go up to 185. I guess that just goes to show you, you can't believe anything that he says. Uh, yeah. It was that a month ago. I think he, I think that's, you know, month more like a month and a half. I think it's plenty of time to recover, be ready to go. And as long as he's on weight, looks good. I think it's inside the distance. And I, I think it could be submission. I'm not sure. But I could see it, maybe Jack Della getting hurt and kind of just like instinctually kind of just shooting for a takedown or something like that and getting, you know, darsed or anything like that. Was was this fight supposed to be somebody else or was just these guys just kind of late late ad just needed needed a little bit of spark on this card and they added these guys right? That's what it seems I like. I think 
I, yeah, I think I think that's I think that's accurate. I don't think it was supposed to be anybody else. They might maybe they were on a different card, but I, honestly, I don't think so. I think this. It looks, oh, here's the here's the problem. Jack Dell, you know, there was all this anticipation Jack Della was going to be on the Australia card. Uh, but they're like, honestly, nobody nobody knows who you are or cares about you, so we're not going to put you on there. Yeah. So, so I'm going to go Kevin Holland inside the distance plus two fifty. That's that's right, my I'm gonna, play. I'm going to play. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to follow you with that. I was going to do money line, but like I don't see how this goes the distance. Honestly, like the more I look, the more I look at it. You know, I feel like I feel like he's going to smoke him. I feel like he's going to hurt him, hurt him, hit him, and hurt him. Like if there's any point that they clinch up or or, or grab a hold of each other, I have to imagine that Jack Dell is fucked. You know, like long man chokes, just the strength, the technique. I mean, he's he's a black belt, and he's you know he's um does Kiesa. Submit Jack Della, given given an opportunity, absolutely. So, um, I'm with you. I'm, I'm going to tell that. Yeah, it just seems like it's a good play. It's just a good value. And I said the last time he fought that if he stays at 170, there's pretty much anybody outside the top three or four or five. I don't think beats him, and I don't think Jack Della is on that level. Not yet, at least nope. he hasn't shown me that no. that he is. So I'm going to take that, and I'm going to be pretty confident about it. Uh, Let's go, Raul Rosas Jr. Uh, he, he needs a big win after I, I I'm still so mad at myself that I didn't uh, play that Christian Rodriguez because it just that was could, the mega whale play. Yeah, you could feel that that was like a bad matchup because this Raul Rosas he needed to be humbled a little bit and he doesn't he's not exactly the most high IQ guy. I mean he's he's younger. So what's his nickname now? El Nino Problema. I believe you. I believe you gave him the nickname Mexican Quagmire. Yeah, is that what you said? I don't think so. That's a crazy ass nickname though. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a win against Jay Perrin won't exactly make you uh, the champion. So uh, he's fighting though. They gave him another layup, or not, not another yeah. one. But well, I guess yeah. Well, Jay Perrin was a layup, but he's fighting Terror Bear. That's Terrence uh, Mitchell I, I, to all you out there. Off. That's insane nickname, by the way. I can't <laughs> believe that's his fucking nickname. Losing in the way he lost to Cameron Simon, and then being like, you know what I need? I need a new nickname. What was his nickname Terror last time? Bear. He didn't have one. <laughs> Yeah, and between so, this one, this fight, the last fight, they said this is the, the focal move. point. The focal point of your training camp was like, "Yo, you need a nickname, Terror Bear, bro. You're 33. The fuck? What? What do you? What are you Terror Bearing it up? So yeah, <laughs> there's not really anything to bet here. Like I said, minus 800 to Terrence Mitchell's plus 550. I think Terrence Mitchell loses this fight. I just don't know how. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. I, I feel like that's a pretty confident, confident take there. Um. I guess I see Rosas round one sub at minus one fifty. That's not too bad, uh, you know. I mean, if you look at uh, one guy uh, later down in the card, his, his like first round knockouts like minus two fifty. It's like all right, now I really have nothing to bet. Um, <laughs> I feel like round one sub for Rosas. I mean, dude, Terrence Mitchell's bad. Like this He's guy bad. sucks. Uh, I rewatched the fight with Ka- I rewatched the fight with uh, Kai Car France. Uh, he was on the, uh, the Ultimate Fighter, and Kai Car France just, I mean, eliminated him within 30 seconds. And, and it was just, you know, it was a while ago. I'm sure this guy's gotten better, but, like, you know, has he gotten better fighting the 4 and 2, 4 and 3, and 4 and 4 guys in, in Alaska, you know? Um, anytime you hear Bruce Buffer say, fighting out of Anchorage, Alaska, automatic fade. You just, you got to try to pull up your. any kind of account that lets you live bet or before it starts to bet against it. Whoever that fighter is, just saying. That's our that's our number one rule of thumb on this. Oh, podcast, without question. Like. Uh, Euros. Um, 
Euros is number one. I mean, he's kind of turned. He's had a couple. He turned. Yeah, he 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 might he might be the exception. He might be the outlier. But he's not um, born and raised though. It's a little bit different when you're born right, and raised. Yeah, he's he's Serbian. Those yeah. are those are different folks. Um, Terrence Mitchell is just. I mean, dude, he's old. Uh, he, he's long. Like he has that going for him. Like I can see why he has a bunch of submissions on his record. But like, dude, he's just fought nobody. So, like Rosas, what he does is pretty much you know he he just doesn't really try to set it up. He just tries to grab you and take you down. You know, I think that's obviously a, I don't know if he'll really have ever have functional striking. You know, I know he's 18, you know, it's, it's like saying, I don't think this 14 year old basketball player will ever get a jump shot. But you know, people said that about Ben Simmons. I'm just saying, yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't think he'll ever be able to get like a formidable jab box, you know, decent little kickbox approach to set up his takedowns. Like, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I, again, I could be wrong. Like, you know, if he's still in the UFC in seven years, I'd I'd be very surprised. But you know, maybe. Um, so, like, if if it stays standing, I feel like Mitchell's probably the better striker. But even then, I, you know, he doesn't have good takedown defense at all. He he doesn't. Um, you know, he gets reversed. If he gets in any kind of good position here, he's going to get flipped right back. Like it, it's going to it's going to end quick. I think Rosas has a, a bunch of first round subs. Not a bunch. He only has a you know a couple, but that's pretty much his his uh, his method of victory. Mostly first round subs. I think he's going to do it quick, quick, quick work. So that's that's my bet here. First round sub minus one fifty. Um, if that's the number that I can I can I, I see, I could be wrong. Uh, um, so let me run something by you first before you before you take that. Uh, does it alarm you at all that Terrence Mitchell's, Mitchell, in his illustrious career, has never been subbed? No. Okay. Uh, does it? D- does TKO plus like three hundred for Rosas intrigue you at all? No. No, you don't. You he, can, is, he averages like less than a less than one significant strike per fifteen minutes. But that, that, I'm good. It's more about the groundwork. It's obviously going to happen on the ground. It just yeah. depends. I guess the problem is he just all he does is try to you know he just tries try to, to find the back. people. Yeah, you're you're right though. I would love. I but once love he gets to take the back, that. you're fucked. You know, like I think there. You know, it's bumpy roads to get to the back, but that's all he wants to do. That's all he wants to do. Like he's been reversed before, just because he's so eager to pass and get to the back. Um, maybe he lands some strikes to soften Mitchell up. But <laughs> when Cameron when Cameron Simon had him. I believe he had him uh, mount it from the back, and he had uh, Mitchell flattened out on his stomach, and he didn't go for the rear naked choke. Instead, he just he just grounded him in the dust, and the guy he he just he just laid there. Mitchell did. He just he didn't know what to do. He didn't know how to get up or blo- he just turtled up flat on his stomach. That, I mean, you know, that's like beginner shit. And he's thirty three with a bunch of fights. Yeah, he, he's he's gonna get smoked here. I think Mitchell uh, Rosa should just take him down early. You know, maybe it's it's a weird kind of scramble, but because Mitchell's athletic, but it's it's not gonna matter. Uh, I think I'm with you. I think we're gonna go round one sub for Rosas Jr. I think you're right though, because I'm now I'm remembering all these different fights that he could have, you know, TKO to Jay Perrin, but he just was hunting that submission the entire time, and you know, or he could have Mando Gutierrez, you know, like he could he could have Your boy. Yeah, my boy Mando, man, El Toro. He actually he wasn't as bad. That was a that was a pretty good uh, contender series fight. He fought Cody Gibson, right? He did. 
He did. Yeah, and, so, you know, nothing wrong with that. I mean, Cody Cody Gibson's a fucking sicko. All those guys. That that Ultimate Fighter series season was a setup. I mean, now that I look back at it, it really was. It's just <laughs> yeah, it was a setup to get some young guys fucking hurt. Yeah, I don't get why they would they would never give those. I mean, I guess you know if you're gonna if you're gonna be ready for the UFC, then you have to beat some of these guys. So but of course, still, the only you know, guy to uh, lose is Hunter Azure. It's a tough break for that guy. <laughs> but how about um? So we were both going round one sub. I like that. Uh, yep. The TKO is intriguing. Like, like I, it's just I can't count on that happening. Or, or it's just like, it's one, such a shot. And in the, the guy dark. was the guy was zero and two. So I can't imagine. Yeah, and, and this guy, uh, yeah, I, I could see this also just being a. This could be boring. It could be boring where the yeah. Mitchell's defense is really sound, and it's just like uh, he's getting taken down, but he's not like letting him advance position. He's just kind of sitting on his back, like. I don't know. It depends. Maybe I mean Rosas. You mentioned he's eighteen years old. You don't know what kind of advancements he could have even made in these last what four or five months that he's been out. So yeah. who knows? That was the Adesanya part, right? So uh, we got Daniel Zellhuber, Christos Gallegos. Uh, crazy that Gallegos is getting back in there. Uh, when was the last time we saw him? Ricky Glenn. Oh, he got he got eliminated. He, him. he got eliminated by Ricky Glenn. No, he eliminated, no, he eliminated Ricky, Glenn. Ricky Glenn. That's right. Oh my God, that's right. People were getting eliminated all night that night. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Pavlovich elimination zone. Yeah, it was an elimination night. Uh, Bobby Green, Jared Gordon with the headbutts. Uh, Samuelsberger. <laughs> all right, I'm not going to keep going through this whole card. That's right. I, I I mixed it up. I thought I thought Ricky Glenn eliminated, but hey, sometimes I get confused when whether he's Rick Glenn or Ricky Glenn. You know, it's <laughs> he goes back and forth, but. Uh, he, what do we have here? We got Gallegos. That was like the first a, Gallegos knockout in forever. Yeah, I that know. I think I definitely had uh, Ricky Glenn. So that's why I'm yeah, sitting here I thinking I about that. Too. I'm like, God damn it, dude. Uh, Gallegos, he's got 30 fights, man. So he's going to have the experience, but he's plus 235, 240 here to Zell Huber's minus 275. Zell Huber coming off of a – right? Is, that, is it the last fight, the disappointing performance? No, okay, he didn't have a Venata fight, but yeah, I mean, they both were kind of disappointing, honestly. That Trey Ogdemos was was bad. That was really bad. I bet on him. Yeah, I think we both did. Brutal. Do you like anything here? I don't know if I I like either one of these guys or trust. I don't know if I trust Zellhuber to make me money. Yeah, I mean, in Yagos' last fight, he did something he hadn't done in forever. A quick early knockout of Ricky Glenn. And um, the last time we saw Zellhuber, uh, or I guess his debut, he pulled a. He pulled a stunt. I mean, honestly, debut stunts happen. Look at uh, Tyler Santos when she lost to Mauro Romero, Mauro Romero Barella. I think yeah. I, that's, that was her name. Um, it happens. Um, the problem is, like, I can see that Zell Huber is a – I can see him being a fraud. You know, when he has the nickname Golden Boy, I'm like, oh, man, he, you're not Oscar De La Hoya, brother. Like, I, I know they want to, like, market him as this, you know, next star. He's Listen, he's huge and long for, for 155. I think six foot, six one, one, uh, 77-inch reach. Um, so like, you know, he's young, he has some pretty good boxing. Um, he's at extreme couture, so he's with some good people. Um, I think this is his time to shine, honestly, after the stunt and after the, you know, he knocked Lando down, but he couldn't finish him. And then he kind of, I think maybe lost the third round. This is his fight. This is the fight for him to really, you know, put himself on the scene as a, as a emerging Mexican prospect. Again, 24, uh, he's got good, good straight left. Good speed. Uh, when, when he goes for it, he looks good. It's just sometimes he doesn't, and that 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 just uh, I think it turned me off a lot from him. I I, I want to see him 
I want to just sit back and watch his performance, I guess, is what I'm saying. I'm not going to bet anything here. I don't even – I think he should roll. Like, I, you know, Iago's is smaller. He's older. He might have the grappling advantage. Might have it if he goes for it, but he doesn't really go for it. So, you know, we have a lot of question marks, I think, in this fight. So I'm going to stay away. I got Zell Huber by maybe a decision, maybe a late knockout. Because um, Iago's, again, he is getting older. So – and he's fought, you know, like you said, he's six and six in UFC. Very hard to go five hundred in the UFC. So this might be the fight for him to go under that mark. So yeah, give me Zell Huber, maybe decision. I'm not really sure how he gets it done yet. So you're not keeping it on the card though. No. I'm gonna go Zell Huber TKO plus two seventy. That's too fat oh. of a number. Uh, right. I just um, like you said, Gallegos not exactly a. I mean, not not old, but not young, and. Yeah. He's gonna, you know, Zell Huber is gonna have that reach advantage, and I think he just needs he needs a statement. He needs a, a big win, and uh, I'm a big Extreme Couture guy, so let's go. Let's roll with Extreme Couture. Shout out to Eric Nixick. It's my boy. You know, uh, I'm gonna bet him every time. I don't even know if he's yeah. actually. I mean, they have 75 coaches there, so you never know who's <laughs> actually coaching who. But true. Let's go, Zell Huber TKO. How about Fernando Padilla versus Kyle Nelson? Not to be confused with Nick Nelson, where we uh, we both know. Uh, Fernando Padilla, he, I believe, is the favorite, right? Am I mistaken? Yeah, yeah minus 250. Yeah, 265 to Kyle Nelson, uh, who is, what's his nickname? That's right, the monster. Monster. Kyle Nelson yeah. to you. <laughs> uh, he's coming off a win against Blake Builder and a draw to Doohoo Choi. So uh, what do we know about Fernando? What's his name? El Valiente. Valiente. He's coming he's off fought once. Yeah, that's right. Think, He's coming right, off a win, excuse me, to uh, Julian Arosa. Took out Julian Arosa with a right hook early on in that fight. Hey, man. You, you, I think if you get one clean shot, maybe two clean shots on Julian Arosa, you could put him down. Like, maybe well, bad. Like, yeah, down and out. I'd say so, man. I mean, that guy <laughs> guy seems like an auto KO these days. But uh, what is the number here for Padilla? Padilla KO is plus 170. His inside the distance is minus 110. Uh, I guess he is a bit of a submission threat as well. He kind of does it all. Uh, he beat who? some guy named Cameron Graves on the uh, on the regional he, scene. Uh, went to a split with Nate Richardson, who's not great. But also after that fight, Nate Richardson beat Diego Lopez in a split, which I thought he did not win. But LFA judges are – Yeah. Oh, there's something. Um, he did lose a spike Carlisle not too long ago, and that's uh, – it's a bit of a red flag. Um, it was a little four years ago, though, so I'm not going to hold it against yeah, him all that much. But, you know, some of his losses, uh, he lost to Danny Ige a while ago. Some of his losses, uh, there's like a, a pattern that is, you know, he gets outgrappled, he gets outwrestled. Um, he's just, he, he's a long striker. He uses his reach pretty well, trades punches a lot, but um, doesn't really fight as smart as he should. He doesn't use his, use his uh, advantages. Um, to his advantage, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, but he, he's a pretty good striker. Uh, I think he should probably be better than uh, Kyle Nelson most place. But honestly, I would like to see if Kyle Nelson uh, goes for grappling here. I don't think, again, we're talking about fight IQ. I don't think Kyle Nelson's got the, the highest fight IQ either. Uh, he's also, I, I don't know how old he is, but he's getting older. Yeah, he's not too old, but he's fought a lot. He's taken you know a lot of shots, just clean shots. He likes to brawl a little bit. Um. Yeah, I mean, he took down he took down Matt Sales, took down Duho Duho Choi five times. Like, I feel like that could definitely be a path for him. 
Um, I just, I, I, you know, I don't really know. A lot of unknowns in this fight, kind of like the Zell Huber fight. Like, I, you know, I don't think we've really seen much from Padilla. He knocked out Arosa quickly. You know, if that, if you know, maybe in an, in another fight he loses a decision or he gets subbed by Julian Arosa. You know, so I, I just I don't have a good grasp on him at this point. I I, I kind of like him, but I don't love him as a prospect. I think he's definitely definitely one to fade in the future. I, it could be this fight. I was like Kyle Nelson. Uh, kind of has that underdog mentality. He kind of, you know, makes it a dog fight. He's tough. He likes to grind you out. Um, I don't know if he was the underdog against Blake Builder. I feel like he was for some reason. Um, but yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, maybe this is, uh, maybe this is a shot on Kyle Nelson. I, I'm not really, uh, not really sure yet. Kyle Nelson was a plus 172 to up to 230, uh, underdog in that fight. And he's an even, and he's an, even uh, an even bigger underdog in this fight, right? So like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm not the biggest Kyle Nelson fan. Just from watching the fight, obviously he's from Canada. You know how I feel about Canadian fighters. So like, I don't know. I'm just probably just gonna stay away. Like I have some some other plays that I'm looking at. Um, and, I'm going yeah. Padilla inside the distance, and I just think there's a big reach advantage for Mr. Padilla, and I think if he takes him down, he has enough subs on his record that it gives me confidence that he'll be able to maybe find something on the ground. So. Kyle Nelson's been subbed and KO'd. You know, only subbed one time, but it wasn't, uh, I mean, how, when was it? It wasn't all that long ago. Uh, 2019, Matt Sales arm-triangled him. And he's been KO'd two times at the UFC level. So he's been finished. Three, three of his four losses in the UFC have been finishes. So I'm going to count on him getting finished again. And that is the main card. Keep it moving to the prelims. Your girl, Lupita Godinez. 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 Against my girl, Elise Reed. So, uh, Elise Reed, I've tried to win money on her multiple times. She continually makes me look stupid, especially when she's getting rear naked choked by Luma Luke Buname. Uh, that was that was tough. Uh, but she did beat Jin Frey. And. Tough fight. What is the odds here, though? Uh, what do we have? Oh, my God. Elise Reed is plus 330. To, oh, my God. One, one website, Bet Rivers, she's plus 575. To Loopy's minus nine seventy five on on that specific uh, website, minus four twenty five four fifty for the most part. But Ty, I don't like anything here, man. I I, I mean, Loopy should win, but she seems like a decision, um, like just decision or bust. Yep. And uh, I think she's obviously anyone that fights here is going to have the somewhat size advantage, but in this fight, not even really that much. It's just, uh. I mean, what is what is if her decision is anything less than minus two hundred? That's probably is it. I think it's plus one ten. Ooh, do you like that? Yeah, I love that. Um, I think I might take that then. She has a huge wrestling and grappling advantage, I think. Here, maybe uh, she, she fights gets her close. out of here. Then, though, that's that's the only. Yeah, maybe. But the problem is, both of these women fight very close. Uh, splits, cl- just boring fights. Uh, at least, for, at least, really, just you know, what's she good at? I guess she just kicked, she's like a one dimensional kickboxer, but even then she's not that good at it. <laughs> so, um, Corey I don't really, yeah, I don't really know, you know, she's three and three in the UFC and her wins are complete shit. Corey McKenna, Melissa Martinez, Jin Yu Fry, and they're all decisions. One was a split. So she's been finished in all three of her fights. Um, all three of her losses, I should say, um, which kind of, isn't it like she's never lost a decision, which makes me very, very scared to bet Loopy decision. Because I, I mean, Loopy shouldn't finish, you know, 
she, she probably should finish her is the funny part. I mean, she only has two finishes in her career and at least Reed's never been finished, uh, never lost a decision. So I'm like, ah, man, this is just probably a, a fight that I'm going to bet. Whatever I bet is not going to hit. Yeah. I'm going to feel like an absolute moron for betting it. But, um, so, I mean, when's the last time Luby got a finish? Fucking Silvana Gomez Juarez. And, you know, she's abysmal on the ground. And at least Reed is too, I guess. But she's, she's more so, I feel like, uh, she just can't get up. It's not like you can just walk through her on the ground. I mean, she might be able to. Uh, but she's not a world-class jiu-jitsu practitioner. She's a world-class wrestler. Loopy is. So I got Loopy by decision. I like that as a good bet. Um, plus money, slight minus money, either way. I, I feel like that's um, – maybe it should be higher. Maybe it should be like minus 150 or something like that. Like I, maybe the submission is going to be there. Like I, I could see that. But um, I think, honestly, if it stays standing for a while, Loopy has been prone to you know fight like an idiot sometimes, like Angela Hill. She just stayed standing the entire time. Even against Cynthia, she stayed standing a lot. So, like, but if it does, if it does stay standing, like, I think she could probably outpoint um, Elise Reed on the feet. So, give me, um, give me Loopy by decision. I like it. Plus one ten. I'm in. I'm in there with you. I, I I agree. I just look at it a lot. I don't. You know, this will be the fight that she finally does finish somebody. Of course. But uh, I mean, what she's decision, 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 all decisions. Other than like you yeah. said, an armbar of Savannah Gomez Juarez, which. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and act like that was the greatest thing I've ever seen. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to keep it moving then. Uh, I go decision, but I, I am worried. I, I, I don't trust Elise Reed to not get submitted, but I'm not going to sit here and act like it's, uh, it, you know, I don't know. I don't feel good about this, but I have to take it. I never feel good about that decision, though. That's just kind of my instinct. But Roman Kopilov getting in there against Josh Fremd, the big yins, but it's not his nickname anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> It's unfortunate. <laughs> I like the after the end. Steelers got smoked. I guess yeah. he was like, "Yo, I gotta, I gotta drop this name." Uh, Kopilov, though, he's coming off of a decimation of Claudio Ribeiro, right? Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. No, I he got dropped. That. I think or hurt early in that fight. Yeah, though. and then he just came out and just wrong. destroyed Mr. Ribeiro in that second round. The head kick yeah. just sent him into the shadow realm. Uh, what is the odds here? I don't have it right in front of me. There it is. Minus 325, 350 for Roman Kopilov to Josh Frems plus 260, 265. I don't like this. is another fight. I do not like this whatsoever. It's Josh Frems seems like he might be able to have a path to victory by taking him down. But yeah. is he going to be dude. able to do that? He's like 6'5, like 6'4, six, 6'5. Six, so he's big, but he doesn't really have a reach advantage, I don't think. Um, he hits hard. Like, I don't think we've seen it really much in the UFC, but he does hit hard. It, it, he just said, you know, he, he he had a big upset, and then he had a big letdown spot right after. So now it's kind of a rebound spot. Like, is he going to, you know, get flattened, or is he going to pull off another upset? I don't know, man. Like, I think both of these guys have some fraud, have some, have some um, you know, I don't know, I guess you can say they, I can see both of them choking in a fight, like, you know, lose the fight that they were both winning. Um, I feel like both of them are kind of front runners. But I like Copy. I feel like Copyloss gotten a lot better. Where I, I, I don't know if Frem's going to get that much better unless he like moves up and just turns into like a hulking light heavyweight or something. Like Copyloss ha- has gotten better. The takedown defense has improved a little bit. He's got nasty body kicks. He's kind of low volume, but he's picked it up lately. Um, his wrestling is sketchy. Again, I, you know, I kind of worry about him getting off his back. Um, same with his cardio. I feel like that that that's kind of an issue for Copyloss. I feel like he's kind of you know he's kind of a mess all around. But he again in the Puna fight. 
he turned things around, got a takedown, even uh, knocked down Claudio Rivera after getting hurt in the first. <clears throat> the Dariah fight was a bit, you know, wasn't the best look, and neither was the Carl Roberson fight. But again, of lately, of late, um, even against DiHarico, I think he knocked DiHarico down. Um, yeah, he knocked him out in the third. So he's three finishes in a row. And um, yeah, maybe he makes it four. I think he might. I think he will. And uh, I'm not going to bet it, though. I, I think there is some high variance in this fight. Uh, I, I saw there's some still some question marks on both sides. I just I, I don't think this is the best matchup for him. But as long as it stays standing, I think he's going to, I mean, you know, he's, he's, he's shorter, but the distance isn't, the reach isn't that, that bad. So I, I think he's probably going to end up smoking Josh Friends, hurting him. But, you know, maybe, uh, maybe not. So I'm going to stay away, but I think Kopulov wins and knocks him out. Are you going to take that on the card, Ty? No, I'm going to leave it off, but okay. I do feel kind of confident in it happening. I just don't want to. I have too many plays here, you know? I feel you. You have one, have two, co- three, go- four, five. I'm you have going five. for a mega whale. Yeah. I'm going for a mega whale play later in this. Actually, coming up next. Oh, boy. Daniel Lacerda. I already know that's your mega whale. Um, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Actually, how about I kind of want to take Copylove TKO as well. Like I, I he, If this number is right for this TKO, then I think I might have to take it. Uh, minus 125, 115. That's, that's a lot of juice. It's a lot of juice, but I'm going to take it. Copy love right, TKO. Juiced I'm juiced up. Minus 115. Right, you want to talk about plays. I was thinking how good my plays would probably be if I just played the ones I love as opposed to everything I kind of like, just betting that. But, <laughs> I mean, why probably. not, though? I mean, I'm not a coward. I'm not, I can't. Uh, you know what though? Really, it, I figured it out. What infuriates me is when I like something, don't take it, and then it hits, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> I left one and out you're like, there. Why the fuck did I bet Jin Yu Fry knock out the first <laughs> round? God damn it! You're like, I left one out there. But how about Edgar yeah. Edgar Chavez? Is that is that how you say that gentleman's name? I believe so. Not to be confused with Eric Chavez. No, great third baseman. Uh, yep. He's fighting Daniel Lacerda. My uh, my, my heartburn is about my heart's about to explode right now. Uh, I'm just fighting Your for my life to yeah. But Daniel Lacerda is, is he the first gentleman to had never be cut after losing four straight? Four, four knockout losses. A, yeah, he, he's been knocked out. Knee, knee bar. Yeah, he got knee barred uh, once by Francisco Figueiredo, the sniper. But uh, what? That what? was such a bad one. I couldn't believe he lost. That was this. bad. That was rough. Uh, he, Chavez is a minus two twenty five, two thirty uh, favorite to Lacerda's plus one eighty five. I already know where you're going here now that I've seen this line, so I'll let you take the uh, take the wheel. Yeah, I mean, he's got to win one of these. I thought I, I really thought he had a last fight against Vergara. Like, and Vergara's tough. Like, Vergara's the best guy he's faced, and I feel like he had he knocked him down twice. He had him fucking dead to rights, and he just you know couldn't do it. And then he, I mean, he, he lasted pretty long. He almost went to the third round. I can't believe it. You know, my boy's really developing before my eyes, but he might not be for long. And a lot of people are like, why the fuck is he getting a fifth fight? If he goes on five with five finish losses, it would be the biggest, you know, stain on the UFC. I'm like, bro, listen, CM Punk was in the UFC. Yeah, nobody okay? really Jackson cares about also. Lacerda, dude. Yeah. let's. The reason he's getting fights is because he's exciting. Like, nobody wants to see um, who's who. who who just fought? Nobody wants to see Mister uh, Mister Chuck Buffalo fight five times in the UFC, right? Especially you know with the slurs that he's thrown out. There. Yeah, Daniel Lacerda is fucking action. He's kill or be killed. The, the truest of the true definitions of that. 
high level technique, looks very dynamic and special, but then he just falls off hard, very hard. I don't know if it's a cardio. I don't know if it's a mental thing. Like, you know, he trains with those guys in shoot the box and, you know, a lot of them have some of the, some similarities, but not, I wouldn't say a lot of them are like mentally weak or necessarily cardio dumb for how fucking explosive and quick and, you know, frantic they all fight. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I feel like Oliveira, I mean, he's fought so many times. I feel like his cardio isn't like complete shit, you know, in, in, in comparison to other fighters. Uh, same thing with Lima and all those, like the guy that just fought Dos Santos. He's like 22, 23. He looked good against Cop in the third round. So I don't know what it is with Mr. Lacerda to Silva. Maybe it was because he went by De Silva, and now he's strictly Daniel Lacerda. I think that might be it. Could be. Could so, be. So, yeah, I mean, Charez, he, you know, I don't know. He was the guy who fought. Um, he was the guy who fought a guy, uh, and he subbed him for like two minutes. Remember that? The, the worst ref ever. He just let him put him in an armbar for a minute, and then he put him in a choke, and then he broke his arm, and then he woke up after. Do you remember that? I do not. The one, oh man, it was the worst. I don't know how you don't remember. This guy, so it was Chavez. He had him in like an arm bar or uh, a choke. Oh, that's right. Arm, oh my God, he yes. He had him in an arm triangle choke. And the guy went to sleep. And yes. no, and the ref was like, nope, we're good. We're going to let it go. And then he transitioned to an arm bar, broke his arm, which woke the guy up, and then he tapped. Yeah, the guy was like, wait, Insane. what happened? Like, what? what, what? He, he wakes up to his. He's like, first off, I wasn't in this position before, and now my arm's dangling. Yeah, he's like, wait, my arm is. My arm <laughs> feels bad, man. What happened? And the like, rest, and the rest, just looking at me like, hey, man, you gonna tap, bro? <laughs> what was that? That was on. Was that that was on the contenders here, or uh, I mean, on the uh, no, it was. Scene? Um, yeah, it was in. Um, uh, what the fuck was the organization called? Pitbull. Uh, Oh boy! I think it was um, it was Fury FC, yeah. So, oh, that's right, you know, G- Gianni, Gianni Vasquez, Crypto yeah, Nita, that's fucking guy. I get, I guarantee he hasn't fought since. Um, he has. Like, has he? Oh wow! He's got a win against Narak Avgayan. All right. I don't know who that, that gentleman is, but <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't, you know, Chara's people are like, yeah, he did really well against Tara Tatsuro Tyra as a big underdog. Like he, had, he, had, he hit him hard once in the first round, and then he had a mounted guillotine at the very end of the third. That's it. Like He had two little moments of success. He's, um, he was also losing that fight where he tapped that Gianni guy out. Fun fact. Um, yeah, he's, he's a typical Mexican warrior, but he's low volume. He does throw hard. I guess he has some like opportunistic, opportunistic submissions. But again, I think that success he had against Tatsuro Tire was very overblown. I, think he's, I don't think he's good at all. Honestly, I don't, you know. He's tough and all, but uh, I don't think he's going to give Lacerda problems, to be honest. I mean, obviously, if it leaves the first round or leaves the first couple minutes, uh, word to Terrence McKinney, I think maybe Lacerda just falls off and dies, you know? But I, listen, Daniel Lacerda will get a UFC win. I will be there no matter what. Daniel Lacerda, inside the distance, send me home, baby. I can't find this on here. I don't know what the uh, odds they are. Know it. They know it's happening. Yep. Um... Yep. If I did, I want to say. Let me look. Yeah, if you can find like it, I mean, I don't understand why it's not on here, but they're scared, dude. They're scared to lose. They the probably house. took it down. I think it canceled or anything, right? I didn't hear. I didn't hear anything uh, in relation <laughs> yeah, to that. That would be upsetting. Um, but, oh no! For, you know what it is? Because <laughs> I the Silva. 
the Silva. But yeah, I, I, Silva. Wasn't oh, it's looking, listed as the Silva. Yeah, I wasn't looking for the Silva, and it's on here. But uh, <laughs> the plus two fifty, plus two fifty for what is that inside the distance? Yeah. Whoo! I like that. You better. I like that. I'm gonna go inside the distance. You know, it's funny they're only labeling uh, on, on this website the Charez um, odds, and that. So I'm gonna go. I'll just I'll just take the 250 Lacerda inside the distance. Are you taking that as well? That's your mega whale play of the night. Um, mini whale play, some people would say. Yeah. And. We keep it moving. Two fifty. I like that. Two fifty. We have a couple of nice little plays here today. We're gonna be rich, I think. Or or we'll just kinda have to come back next week and do the same thing. <laughs> or we'll be broke. Or we'll be broke trying to trying to hit that Tesla parlay. <laughs> We're gonna try and give it another <laughs> shot again next week. But uh yeah. your girl's getting back in there, man. Tracy Cortez. This fight's buried on the prelims, right? Buried. Uh well, I mean it's cause she's fighting Jasmine Jostavicious, who uh, you know, that, they're, both, they're both hot right now, uh, and Tracy is hot. well. Okay, uh, I didn't know we were going with that, but um, these are ranked fight. I mean, dude, they're fighting below fucking Edgar Chavez and Daniel Lacerda. Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. But they, they well, know this, this one's probably going to be boring. Come on, you think it's going to be boring? I feel like there's no way this fight is more boring than Elise Reed. And, oh, well, that's true. Uh, I don't Luffy. know. I don't know what's going on there. I, they love Loopy, but. <laughs> I guess it's yeah, just because, I mean, I don't know. I guess because she's not actually Mexican born in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Just, like Bullshit. We're not even in Mexico. Yeah, well, UFC Noche. But um, I don't like this at all. I really don't. There's not. I mean, it's kind of an even. I, I would like to bet Tracy, but isn't there a possibility she gets taken down and just kind of held down? So that seems like the path that Jasmine's going to use to win. Yeah. That's what she does to everybody that she wins against. Uh, so what is she Four and one, three Personally. and one in the UFC, three and one in the UFC. All decisions hasn't really threatened much. And Tracy Cortez is kind of uh, she's been very trustworthy in the UFC, it seems. But also a decision fighter. So not if your name is Brian Ortega. Well, you know, then he's got to say, you know, you don't can't fumble nothing if you uh, if you pass it off or whatever the uh, thing he was saying was. But um, uh, yeah, oh. listen. Uh, I don't like anything here, and I don't know if the deci- fight goes to decision is minus four hundred. So I don't think I'm going to bet anything here. Uh, I want to take a money line, one of them. I want to ride with Tracy, but uh, I did just see that she had a, a mental health issue for. Uh, that's why she pulled out of the. Uh, what's she supposed to fight? Amanda Hebos. Amanda Hebos. Yeah, so that kind of worries me. I, I hope she's, you know, got it together. I mean, she, anytime I, like I follow her on Instagram, she looks like she's always having fun. She's always smiling, always training. Like she's always in an upbeat mood and, you know, she seems dedicated. I like her. Um, I like her wrestling and her, her control when she's on top. Uh, I think her striking has improved. I think she's the better striker here. Uh, but Jasmine is, you know, she's tall. She's long. I don't think Tracy's ever fought somebody uh, this size really. Um, and Jasmine just she just is a dog, man. She just really has that dog in her. And uh, I know Tracy hasn't lost in the UFC, but this this could be her first L, man. Everybody has to take that first L in the UFC. That is, uh, you know, uh, Jasmine's was to Natalia Silva, and then look how she's bounced back from that one, you know. But look who she's fought: Kay Hansen, Gabriela Fernandez, Miranda Maverick. Just you know, she beat Julia Palastri, who um, just won on the Contender Series. Yep. She beat her on the Contender Series, but. She also lost to Elise Reed in CFFC, and Elise Reed was like in her second pro fight. 
Yeah, that's um, that's, that's one of the worst losses on on a contender. Or yeah, I mean, just I don't know. That's just that's not so, when you look back, it ain't good. Yeah, not good. But you know, I I think this is gonna be a very close fight. I think it's gonna be a split decision, and I'm gonna take Tracy Cortez to win uh to to win this fight. I'm gonna bet her money line, and I think she gets it done. I think she's gonna have the edge in striking. I think she might be able to get her own takedown to get her own top time. I do worry about what happens in the later part of the fight, but I think she's going to maybe have a good lead up until then. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be a fight. I probably would be like, damn it. Shouldn't have bet this. Cause I don't know who's going to win. Man. Hey, maybe I, you bet the underdog in a fight like this. I don't know, but I mean, it's not I'm really even enough to worry about. That's, that's the thing. It's not yeah. even, I mean, it's really kind of an even money sort of situation. You got Tracy Cortez money line minus 120 here. So, uh, Charlie Campbell, Charlie Campbell, uh, didn't he get eliminated? And he got sent to the shadow realm on the contender <laughs> series, right? He did. He, yeah, by Chris he, Duncan. Yeah, that's uh, he sure did. But I'll say that was a he got sent rough, to the shadow realm. That was a rough, rough go, man. He was he. I believe he had hurt Mr. Duncan at one point, and then he bounced Bad. back, and then he just got cocked. This is Charlie Campbell. What? There was like a rough story about him on the contender series, right? Like, didn't he have some sort of I don't know, like a medical thing or something. They were labeling it on there, and I was like, oh, man, this is rough. And then, of course, it's usually the most UFC thing ever for, like, like, like last week of the Contender Series, that poor Mr. Um, Mr. Cunningham is getting fed dog food. They're shooting him up steroids. And that guy took one of the worst beatings I've seen on that show in a long time. So it... They don't really have, you don't see standing knockouts that much when they're in the center of the cage, center of the ring. You know, if they're backed up against the ring and the ring is holding them up, sure. But you're just standing out in the middle, Chris Matino style. That's what Mark Smith's like. All right, dude, <laughs> you can't just do this. You can't just. I'm not going to let you do this, bro. Go back to the fucking PDs. But yeah, I'm not sure about Camel, but I, I think he was going to quit. There was something along the lines of he got hurt. So, uh, it was something, but it's just, hey, listen. Uh, he got hurt by Chris Duncan. That's he for sure. definitely got um, hurt by Chris Duncan. <laughs> he um, he reminds me of a, of, a, of a young Clay Collard is who he kind of reminds me of. He's like very kill or be killed, but he's got really crisp hands, really good boxing. Um, and, every, you know, he lost that fight, went to a grappling match, lost and won that, and then he had another fight in CFFC, kind of just a warm-up, and he, he fucking smoked that guy, that poor guy. Um so he's fighting Dominic Reyes' older brother here, Alex Reyes, the executioner. Um, Are you being serious? Is this actually his older brother? Yes, this is his older brother. He hasn't fought Looks in, exactly like I want to say, six years. Yeah, 2017, he lost to Mike Perry. He got he got knocked out. Yeah, it was on short notice, and he fought up. Um, so, you know, nothing wrong with that. He did get eliminated. Um, <laughs> now, long layoffs don't really end well, right? Nick Diaz, six years, he looked like shit. Nick, Matt Wyman took five years off. He looked like fucking shit. Um... So the reason he had all this time off, he got a, um, a stem cell injection um, that had E. coli in it, and that resulted in a spinal infection that left him without the ability to walk for, um, I think, like four or five months. Um, and he needed five months of four infusions per day to get better. And then eventually he worked his way up. The tech wow. company that he got this injection from has suddenly vanished ever since, so that's good. Um so yeah, that's that's what happened to him, and uh, he was thirty and lost pretty much his entire prime. And um, I don't know how you come back and fight after this. I just don't. I just don't. You know, I, I know it's tougher to to go through that journey than to fight, but 
it's also tough to fight after that journey. And it's just not, he's going to get smoked. I don't this see is one of the easier. It. I mean, now that you said that, this is one of the easier ones that I've ever heard or seen. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is, you know, it's kind of crazy. I feel like they might be doing Dominic a favor. Um, he gets called out when he's like, huh? He still doesn't know where he is for that Ryan Span job. Come on, and come on. <laughs> so he says, he says, how about you have my brother fight? He hasn't fought in six years. And they're like, oh, okay. He was almost a vegetable. It's like, all right, sure. Oh, come Let's on, man. There. Come Let's, <laughs> the Reyes family has had some fucking, oh, you know, they've had some troubles. I'll say that. But, um, I, I mean, I don't, I, again, I, I just don't see, you know, we haven't, we haven't seen the guy fight in six years, and he was on short notice moving up against Mike Perry, who at the time was a surging prospect. So, like, you know, what? I, I don't know. I don't know. He's not going to be the same fighter he was six years ago or seven years ago when he was winning. Who so. the hell knows what yeah. he looks like now? I mean, <laughs> I have a lot of questions. I'm actually very interested to see how this fight takes place just so I can see how he looks off of a huge layoff. Like, I think it's six years exactly. Yeah, his last fight was Mike Perry, September 16th, 2017. This is September 16th, 2023. That's kind of crazy. Um, he has a bunch of, bunch of knockouts and submissions. He never won a decision. So that's, that's interesting. Um, what's the, uh, I want to put like over, under one and a half. It's probably huge. What about maybe under a half of a round? I got one for you, Ty. I feel like that. I mean, there's nothing. Dude, Charlie Campbell's like minus 250 in the first round. Minus 350 inside the distance. Good Christ. TKO round one is plus 105. All right. That's All my right. play. Yeah, I think that's the only thing we can do here. Uh, under half a round is plus 220 for whatever it's worth. Yeah, I, I like Charlie Campbell, TKO, round one, plus 110. I mean, he's going to fucking decimate this guy. Like, he, he has good – dude, really good boxing, really good uppercut. Like, net, it, it's so crazy because, like, I don't understand how Chris Duncan ate some of those punches. Like, there was yeah. one uppercut he kind of leaned into, like, sat down and ate it. And I, I don't know how he didn't go down. He just kind of was fine. And then he re- – the only reason I think Campbell got knocked out, like – he got hit with a straight right that sat him down, and then he took one ground and pound shot, and he was he was out cold. And like I think the reason that happened was he was just he he didn't see it. Those are the worst ones, right? The ones you don't see coming. He so, thought he had this guy cooked, dead to rights. Rushes in there and gets fucking just hit with a quick shot, and he that was it. That was that it. Yeah, bad. I, don't, I don't know if he's chinny. Like I think he just got hit with a fucking beautiful shot when he least expected it. You know so. This guy Reyes, you know, they call him the executioner. It seemed like he almost got executed. So, like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe he has good hand. Maybe, maybe he has good striking. I, I mean, you know, he has a bunch of finishes. So I have to imagine that's what he was good at. But like, I just think, yeah, he lost his entire prime. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you with uh with Mr. Campbell here. The, the Brits need a win. We need something. I mean, he looks like. Uh... He looks like fucking uh, Gegard Mousasi though in this picture. He kind of I mean... does, yeah. That's dude. Six years is a long time to be out of the cage, and then expect to come back. And you're fighting a guy who's not exactly a layup. Yeah, I mean, this is. Of course, Alex Reyes is probably going to sub him in the first round. It's going to be one of the greatest <laughs> comebacks of all time. But Charlie Campbell, round one TK. You got five minutes to get him out of there, buddy. So let's. I'm going to go with yeah, that. That's enough time. Like I you said, killer B killer. To... I watched him fight in that first round, that contender series fight, and he did fight like the fight was only one round. So that's, <laughs> I do like that. 
Uh, uh, I think Reyes was supposed to fight Natan Levy and Trevor Peak. Yeah, so. thank God he didn't fight Trevor Peak for his <laughs> own sake. Uh, Trevor Peak would have killed him. Dude, that would have been that would have been a fucking mean fest. Um, I, for, I was gonna say that I think there was something I was gonna say, and then I quickly left. Oh, Alex Reyes, very cursed name. Uh, the the pitcher Alex Reyes has had like five shoulder elbow operations. You know, the Dodgers signed him for one year this year, and he hasn't pitched all year, and he's not gonna pitch next year, and he didn't pitch last year. So. That's tough, man. I think I think the name Alex Reyes is completely cursed, and Chuck Campbell will get this first round W. Not to be confused with Chuck Buffalo. Uh, Josephine no, Nutson. Nutson. Nutson is getting in there against Marnik Mann. That's right, the sawed off savage, ladies and gentlemen. She is five foot on a good day, on her tippy yeah. toes. She is very small, very on small. Uh, she trains out of that's right Montana mixed martial arts. Yeah, she, uh, yeah, yeah, and in Bozeman, Montana. So that I'm good. I don't want to be that guy, man. But I am going to be that guy. What like this should be a I don't even know much about it, other than her contender series. Yeah, this shouldn't switch. even be in like this is a horrible, horrible fight to start the uh, card off with. Uh, what I mean, who else? I wonder who else trains with her. Gage the gangly gangster Saunders. Okay, she somehow has a reach advantage in this fight, though. <laughs> that is pretty crazy. Um, I think she didn't have a big reach disadvantage against Bruno Brazil, but she got um, she got she got killed. She got sawed off. She got hit with a sawed off shot. Oh come on! Um, just because she is a sawed off human because she's like half of one, you know. Um, and ever since that fight, she fought Amber Brown who I believe was in my English class sophomore year. Um, yeah, Amber, Amber the Bully Brown. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, listen, what are we doing? Brown. I'm not taking anything um, here. Uh, I, um, <laughs> I don't think there's anything to take. I don't know if Newton's decision is, is anything. Uh, if it's even worth it. Decision is minus, well, one, minus 100 plus 100. Uh, plus one of seven. Newton decision plus one of five. I'm in. You want to actually, go decision? I'm kind of scared, kind of scared actually, because nah, she did. She, she did kill this. She girl. did. She <laughs> she did head kick uh, the girl she fought in the contender series right away, like a minute in. She fucking smoked her with a head kick. But then after that, she just hugged and clinched, and that's why she didn't get a, a contract. But you know, who got head kicked into the fifteenth dimension was Marnik Man. So. Yeah, I'm just I'm gonna, I'm glad you talked me off that ledge quickly. I'm gonna stay away, but I'm very excited to see Marty's man lose. And that just is UFC Noche from the T Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. I hope you are all so excited to watch that. Not in Mexico. And uh, do we have any boxing to talk about before we get out of here? I don't believe so, right? I mean uh, I think it's there's just a, kind of- uh, no, there's a there's a bunch. Like I think so it's all tonight, which is um Kind of confusing, and everybody wants to go head to head to head. Oh, um, you did say you talked about that on uh, Tuesday. But I think the only thing of note is Joe Gonzalez will be fighting um, Luis Alberto Lopez. Um, at, was at one twenty six, I think. Yeah, one twenty six. Uh, Joe Gonzalez pretty good. He only he's only lost to Shakur Stevenson, Emmanuel Navarrete, and Isaac Dogbay in a fight that was very close. Big underdog in this fight. Luis Alberto Lopez is minus seven hundred. I think El Venado. Very, very good fighter, man. I, I love watch. I love this whole division and both these guys. Uh, Alberto Lopez coming off of decimation of Mick Michael Conlon. Oh, wow. Um, 
smoked him. I also beat Josh Warrington in the fight before that. Has anybody has anybody woken him up yet? Uh, he's he's you know he's kind of doing the Dom Reyes thing. Like, huh? What happened? Um, <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> the poor Dominic Reyes. I'm just, you know I really don't want to lay into him too much. I mean, I guess you know after this weekend we can just make fun of his brother, but. Um, yeah, Alberto Lopez is, is pretty nasty, man. Like he's been he's been one. I think the only last time he lost was Ruben Villa, um, and Ruben Villa, I believe, is also on this undercard. He's fighting Brandon Valdez. Yeah, he is on this undercard. So I think Top Rank uh, has a pretty good card here. Um, they're going to go pretty much head to head with Showtime. They're doing like a Showbox card, which is kind of fun. It's not big names, but it's good fights, I guess. And uh, DAZN, DAZN has a card for whatever reason. Nobody really knows what's going on over there, but um, yeah. Uh, Adrian Broner, the, his famous trainer, Mike Stafford, he died, I think, a couple weeks ago, but I forgot to mention it. So shout out to that, RIP Mike Stafford. Great, great boxing coach and trainer. Uh, again, he, he's the one who got Adrian Broner on the right path before he veered off of it again. Uh, Jamel Herring, also the guy who was, uh, I think he was in the Navy, uh, Navy SEAL, and then he became a boxer and won a, won a couple belts. So uh, RIP to him. Uh, we also have, we have some Dylan Dennis and Logan Paul coming up. I know you're excited for that. That's it's like a month till, away. Yeah, it's not a month away, though. I'm not, I could care less. But Dylan Dan is getting sued by Logan Paul's wife, right? I yes. For uh, basically revenge porn and sexual harassment, pretty much. See, um, yeah, could, like. could, Mike, could he get pulled from the fight? And we have Mike Perry, Logan Paul. <laughs> I know you'd be excited for that one. Honestly, I kind of would, but. I, Logan I just, Paul would get fucking smoked by Mike Perry. He should. Mike Perry would put him in a body bag. I also saw a video of him telling Floyd to relax during their exhibition. So uh, I, I don't. I truly don't care. I think they're all. I, I've now realized all their shit is fake. So yeah, uh, I don't. It's it's something. Also, it's been um, almost five years since Connor and Khabib. So if you don't feel old. I hope now you do. Time is uh, pretty much a flat circle. And remember, Mick Conlon, it's not good when you have next to your name, lost straight right, Conlon fell out of ring unconscious in the 12th round. So same with Bernard Hopkins. I'm sure he has that on his thing. Oh! <laughs> which fight <laughs> uh, Which fight was that? Uh, the Joe Smith, I'm pretty sure. Isn't that, isn't that who it was? No. No, when Mick Conlon fought. Was it um, oh, Lee Wood? Lee Wood? <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, I remember that. I completely forgot until he, oh my oh. god, we, we clown. Oh mate, he's off the ring. Oh oh, he's no, you got you got to do the Roy Jones. Oh oh, he's out the ring. Oh, he <laughs> fell out the ring. Here, oh man, I, I, I know One, we talk about this shit all the time. Two, yeah. three, they give him the countdown like he's a fucking. They count to twenty, uh, dude. I didn't realize that when Meanwhile, you fall out of the ring, they count to twenty. Yeah, they give you ten extra seconds. WWE as if, you know, yeah, like he's gonna get back in. You there. just sustained at the age of fifty nine when you smashed your head on the camera well, and then you smashed your back on the ground. I feel like those additional ten seconds might not be enough. Well, but. I mean, it kind of woke him up. He was like, "Wait," he's like, How? "Where am I?" <laughs> Joe Smith just like, "Did I kill him? Is he dead?" <laughs> he said, "He's just laying there, like, yo, what? How did I end up here, man? What happened?" He's like, he's like sitting with his legs like up in the air with a cameraman just putting a camera in his face. Like, what the fuck is going on? I'm glad he called it quits, and uh, I'm glad I'm about to call it quits because that is. <laughs> 
the uh, we gotta call it quits. That's we're, the we're really shoulder MMA podcast. Yeah, poor Alex Reyes. Good good luck there this weekend, man. That's my my best bet. Thank God I, that you're here to tell me some of this information that I just it slips through the cracks for me. And yeah, if you would if you would have came to me and be like, "Yo, I think I'm gonna bet on this Alex Reyes guy," I'd be like, "Bro, wait till I tell him, you this." You know. <laughs> You, you better not even wait. You better not even bet on him to make it to his thirty seventh birthday. Right? I would have so. just seen him not fight in six years and been like, okay, yep, uh, yeah, that's a long time. Never happened. <laughs> but uh, prison, prison sentence, maybe. Uh, also, one quick thing: sure. what do you think about the welterweights not being active? Leon, Leon Edwards hasn't fought in six months. Six months. Kamar Usman, six months. Covington, a year and six months. Bilal, four months. Hamzat, a year and eight months. That was at welterweight. Uh, that was his last welterweight fight. Burns, four months. Shavkat, six. Wonderboy, nine. Jeff Neal, six. Sean Brady, 11. Vicente Luque is the only one who has fought recently. That's uh, just a joke. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't get it, and I don't understand what the fear is for some of these guys not to just like, hey, like why, if I'm Sean Brady, why wouldn't I want to fight a, I don't know, Jeff Neal or something like that? I, I mean, they're all, but they, all of them sit on their spot, and they go, well, I'm not fighting somebody below me. And that just yeah. turns into nobody fighting anybody because somebody has to fight someone below them to make a fight happen. They should just eliminate no, the but, numbers. Yeah, also, just strip the champion. I don't believe in that. Like, I don't think Leon Edwards is necessarily at fault, but, like, he's he's been an inactive fighter uh, for a good part of his career. I think he's had really bad luck. You know, COVID really fucked everything up. He couldn't even leave the country. Um, uh, you know, but... When Dana White forces Aljo to fight a couple months after he fights, and he's like, you know, pretty much telling guy, telling him like, yo, I don't think I can be healed up. You know, he wants to rush Volkanovski, he wants to rush Strickus, and this whole division has taken a half of a year off. At least, at least Kamar Usman's. You know, all, all this division does is tweet. That's yeah, all they do, Blah Muhammad, Twitter fingers. Uh, Kamar Usman. Honestly, he's been Twitter fingers ever since losing to, to Leon twice. Leon, whatever, like, I, I guess I'll kind of give him a pass because, like, who the fuck is he supposed to fight? I really, I guess Bilal is the fight to make just because what's Colby doing? It sounds you know? like they want to do Colby, but, like, there's all, like, why hasn't it been made yet? That's what I, I don't understand. It, I thought they were waiting until the end of the year, but the end of the year is booked up, man. Like, John Jones and Connor are coming back, you know? Possibly. So, like... Are we going to schedule this for early 2024 when some of these guys haven't fought since 2022? Like, Sean Brady, like, I know, you know, what's he been doing? We were going to smash him against JDM. So, I don't know. That's it for me, man. That's all I got. Yeah. I, I gave I gave my all today. Uh, <laughs> my name you is Matt McSweeney. Uh, disruptions, yeah. if you will. What's your name? My name, my name is Ty Capone. This has been as the Shoulder always. Strikes MMA Podcast. And as always, Ty's going to give us some words of advice. <laughs> as always, do not bet on a fighter from Montana. <laughs>